0: our uh, edition here on Full Time, wonderful to have you all with us um, this morning, here on a beautiful Saturday morning in the Rohio Now first of all, first off, we're going to start off with our uh, well, uh, our usual host uh, who has joined us this morning right here in Tūranganui Akiwa, is paying us a visit, we have our man Jason
1: Tawhiwhirangi. To JT, yeah, morning Keith. Uh, and I've said before, mate, it's always uh, marvellous and happy and awesome to be home. And it certainly hasn't changed, the weather's turned on a bit. You're nice and warm yourself, Keith, and great to be home.
0: Also, joining us uh, via the telephone, we have with us our man, Rail Walker.
1: Morning, right? yeah, good good morning, boys.
2: And uh, as we as they used to call, or as we still call, uh, old uh, Tamo Aussie Jim, we've got Aussie J back home now, so uh. To have Jace back in the hood, There's, uh you know,
0: hopefully he catches up with a lot of the whanau, um, uh, uh, around the case. And also joining us uh, from Pairoa, in as usual place, we have our man, Rena
3: Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, yeah, morena, boys. Uh, Saturday morning, into a day, another show full-time, and, oh, well, it's not too bad here in Aaraki, like a peanut soup this morning, but I think we'll have a lovely day and a lovely weekend.
0: Absolutely. For first of all, first off, of course, uh, uh, JT, uh, lovely to have you back home. Um, it must be good to be back.
1: Yeah, it always is, Keith. Even though we were a bit delayed getting out of Australia the other night, we were supposed to be in Auckland at eleven thirty uh, Thursday night. We didn't land till two o'clock Friday morning, so a bit of a delay. But you know, better late than never.
0: So, what is it you're going to be um, up to whilst you're? Yeah,
1: well it's it's um, a couple of things, a couple of birthdays actually My nan turned 90 the other day and it was supposed to be wow. a big birthday for her today But right. uh, a bit of history about my grandmother A few years back the Maori language was dying And um, I think Karapukatapu and Tamati mm. really sort of pulled her aside and said Look we need to do something to t- try and save our language So her and a couple of others basically came up with the concept which is now known as te kohangareo uh, So as a result of that nan became um, reasonably well travelled and well versed around, around the country um, but she didn't want a big 90th birthday, she just wanted something small with the family But then as people found out, you know, and these are people that right. helped her out over the years And then she was a bit upset that people um, weren't able to make it And that it was just supposed to be a whānau thing Because we as a family have shared our grandmother with, with everyone for years And we thought, nah, nah, we just want to have a birthday with us and you mm. And leave it at that But because people were upset about not being able to attend And not being invited, I guess is the, is the proper term But uh, So she said, no, nah, just pull the pin and uh, we'll catch up somewhere along the way So we came home for that and also yesterday was my daughter's birthday, and um, obviously she was living here before, but she ended up moving back to Australia about two months ago now, so I left her there and came home anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So a uh, big happy birthday to your grandmother?
1: Yep, yep. She turned uh, 90 on um, Thursday, Thursday, and my daughter was 23 yesterday. So it's a lot of birthdays in our family, and mine's uh, next Saturday. <laughs> nice. I turned 40. Oh, <laughs> eight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good stuff indeed. Uh, of course, uh, great to have you back home, that is for
1: sure, there, um, JT. Yep, thanks, boys.
0: Now, um, Reno, I- I'm not sure if you've seen um, that picture of that uh, police officer around wearing a hijab and a, um, a, a rose uh, on her lapel, along with an automatic weapon and armed. But ha- have you seen that? Because apparently that, that image has gone viral around the world so ha- have you been able to catch up with any any of that sort of stuff the arena?
3: yeah yeah i have actually over uh, the last few days obviously uh yesterday as a country reflected on uh seven days ago with that tragedy down in christchurch the two minute silence and i'm guessing uh the station did their little bit as well and, uh, like many of the EW radio stations throughout the motu but yeah it's uh been viral uh a lot of the uh wearing of the uh head head, collo- you know, head what they call it what they call that thing um yeah, the, head the wrap. Yeah, yeah, around the, you know, and all that stuff. And just to see the people are wearing, I haven't actually in particular seen that one you'll discuss, uh, Keithy, mm-hmm. but uh, I've seen you yeah, more. So obviously what's gone viral from what I've just seen in the brief time because I've been busier the last few days, uh, more on the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern wearing one, but just to see the country um, all wearing, the, you know, I mean part of their special day. But not, not that one in particular, though
0: okay well what's also interesting and because we had our, our special vigil on Thursday night just at Marina Park just across the river here um and, and uh, it was quite a somber sort of a, a mood well understandably but um you know it was uh, what was all, uh, really cool was that uh, it was still charged with a lot of emotion and um one of the things that uh, happened is that boys High came along And they did the haka and they allowed, you know, a a lot of the um, whānau that were down there to come in and join in with their haka as they did kamate kamate twice. And um, my my children, who were sitting right in front, um, said um, that it was, you know, probably the most powerful haka that they've ever seen there. Uh, So, you know, uh, it just uh, shows that our community is, um, you know, still very emotional, things are still quite raw and uh, uh, you know, we, we were able finally, I suppose, to um, stand in, with a bit of solidarity for uh, Christchurch. Do you, do you feel the same sort of way there are?
2: Oh, yes, yes Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it will be raw for uh, a little while yet even more so for those, those families that have suffered um, you know, such, such a great loss um, uh, over the last um, last few days, and uh, you know, to, to me, regardless of your religious affiliations, it's awesome that, that we have come together as as a country, as a nation. And you uh, know, we need to do this more often, not just when times mm, are, are, are really sad. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was mighty impressed um, the other day when the Muslim school up in Auckland did, did a haka, um, awesome, yeah. you know, they were thanking the. Uh, the community for for their support and uh, you know that's 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 fantastic. To see that that unity and uh, as I say you know we need to do it more not just as a nation but but, but as a as a world. I mean, um, but yeah, good good, good to see Keithy and um, I'm glad that our, our country's sort of um, paid their respects and coming together as so many communities have done um, over the last week and a bit. Now JT, how have
0: how how do the um Kiwis over in Aussie feel about um, what happened over there.
1: Oh, I guess it, it's similar to what to how we feel back here at home. Um, upset, angry, uh, disappointed, and um, for me personally, it's a little bit embarrassing because you know New Zealand around the world. I, I said it last week. As known as a peaceful, our country, the people here are friendly and outgoing, and you know it's one of one of the last places on earth you'd expect something like this to happen. And um, it's just it's still unbelievable, you know. Even coming home yesterday, I mentioned to you off air, Keithy, I. Listeners out, listeners out there rather well, might know Deidre Nepia, a.k.a. Speed, lives in uh, Brisbane. And she uh, put a post up on Facebook asking if anyone was coming home if they could take a phone to drop off. So I said, yeah, I'm going home. So yesterday I completely forgot about the, the, the minute or the, the moments of silence in, in respect of what happened last week. And I um, went in towards the uh, Te Pune Korkuri building, just you know wandered in, and as the doors opened there quite rattly, Right. So my timing couldn't have been worse, mate. They're right in the middle of their, you know, their respect. Standing there quietly, like, oh, what have I done, you idiot. <laughs> so I stood there and waited and handed the phone over. So yeah, mate, it's it'll take a while for the for the wounds to this to, to heal if they ever do. And um, in terms of how we feel over in Australia, there was a lot of uh, different haka and uh, you know other signs of shows of solidarity at, at mosques and places like that. And um, yeah, mate, even like I said, it's been a week now and it's, it's still finding hard to come to terms with, and we're not even directly affected, so to speak. So, Mm. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah,
0: that's terrible, isn't it, Reno? And uh, I I guess um, the sentiments that um, JT uh, uh, has talked about pretty much are still raw, still there, aren't they?
3: Yeah, very, very raw. You know, um, I think about the uh, moment of what happened uh, last Friday that's kind of etched itself into New Zealand history, let alone world history. You know, I was at a uh, rugby league muster on the Sunday uh, just after we'd done the show and that, and uh, just looking at the kids splashing around in the pool, you know, having fun, signing up for our little league season, having a sausages and I said to some of the parents, you know, these kids, they're going to have to learn about what happened on the Friday, because uh, it's going to be in the education sector for many years. I suppose for most of us here in Aotearoa, we reflect on Arrowtown uh, as a mass shooting, uh, wow. now from New Zealand to what happened last Friday. That's uh, uh, the world's world second worst, I think it is, that type of shooting in the West on being that young father in Norway. Um yeah, so it is it's a it is a massive uh little um cope I would guess. Uh something that's gonna be in the education sector here in Old and then reflected once again in one year's time. And then a the year after that. It's a uh, on similarity for our country, I would guess, um, to something like 9-11. And we yeah. may see things change see changes in the country. Uh the government addressed the gun law as well, you know, the banning of um certain amount of guns, which we'll mostly really talk about, but yeah, it is a changing factor for our country, as a JT said, you know, a country, it's peaceful, quiet, uh, everyone knows, wants to come to, and well, that's the main reason, one of the, one of the driving points behind the uh, guy that did the attack, you know, so yeah, it's going to change the structure of our country, I know that much.
0: What what about the security? What, what was it like um, coming into the country there? I mean, was the security heightened at all or, or anything like that, JT?
1: Oh, the only noticeable difference was the fact that these days you can scan your passport and go through without having to deal with a, a customs officer. So that was all shut down, and we had to go through and you know get asked a few questions, which was a bit of a nuisance. But considering you know what's happened, it's reasonably understandable. Yeah, and because our flight had been delayed, delayed two and a half, three hours, we we're already sort of late anyway. So what's another you know twenty minutes, half an hour added on to the the process of entering New Zealand. So yeah. that, apart from that, mate, it was no, almost business as usual. Okay.
0: Oh, so so nothing really uh, major?
1: No, nothing um, uh, noticeable that was different from the last time or any other time. Um, yeah, mate, I guess maybe given time and they'd come up with new ideas and policies to try and render those idiots from entering New Zealand, then that, that might happen. But no, nothing, nothing uh, new the other night.
0: Now, um, Reno. Obviously, there are going to be changes to the gun laws in in in, in our country. Uh, actually, this will probably affect you even more, so, Ra, uh, uh, won't it? Um, uh, the, the 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 gun law changes. Um, what are your thoughts about um the changes that they're going to make there, um, uh, Ra. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I love my hunting, law. I did when I was younger. My, um, I, I reckon they're great, Keithy, and it has, it has been made better by a lot of people. Um, you don't need a, a semi automatic to, to go out and, and hunt your prey here in Alke at all. I mean, you know, just just a, just a bolt action um, rifle and, and maybe a shotgun would suffice. And, you know, most of us have grown up in the country on farms, and um, that is the standard sort of standard weapons. And that's what you, you basically need all these, um, all the firepower that's out there in New Zealand. It's, it's quite immense um, for, you know, a small country. And even more so, you know, we, we haven't. We don't have incidents like this, you know, on a regular basis, thank goodness, um, with the amount of firepower that is out there. So, um, yeah, know, I, I think it's a, it's a good move. And um, bizarrely enough, a lot of hunters are in, in agreement as well because, you know, you, say, you, don't, you don't need a semi to go to, to go out hunting, you know, a wild pig or, or, or something like that. Um, so good to see. Good, But you're still going to have that group that um, are sort of, Enthusiasts who do prefer, you know, the the heavy sort of um, automatic weapons, and uh, no, I just think there's there's a place for them. Maybe keep them in in the gun ranges or something, so people can still experience what it's like to fire uh, an M4 or an AK-47, but don't sort of allow ownership, because as we've seen, um, things can go terribly bad in the the hands of the madness.
0: Some people still, you know, um, obviously are going to be unhappy. Uh, about um, the changes to the gun law- laws um, that are going to be implemented in this country though uh, what do you reckon there um Ra? oh yeah no, they, they, well, you, you can't you can't um, appease everybody,
2: but you know thank goodness with what what has happened sadly uh, and amongst all the the, the, the sadness um, a lot of people are coming around to it i mean, I think as the boys have made mention, you know people around the world are surprised the country are peaceful friendly Count Aotearoa, you know have sort of caught up with the world uh they are not so go- not so good side of what happens around the world and uh, you know a lot of them are quite surprised so I think um wine sector here in at all will sort of will 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 come around because um look, we don't want to go down this road again you know um these are these these are mad times we're living around the world and you know anything can happen as was, was shown on on Friday sadly last week so we don't ever want to repeat this, this, this craziness. And, uh, you know, you've got to make a start somewhere. And I think, um, you know, if, if we sort of if, if we set the bar and, and go forward with our new laws, um, I think, uh, yeah, hopefully um, we will avoid uh, avoid that, this type of craziness. It's surprising to see over in the States. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk over here. They've got a strong gun lobby, the NRA, and, uh, you know, all they're against... Uh, that they're against what's happening here but hey you know each to their own and you know we just got to look after our own people and and it's like you're you know hope oh, this madness never ever happens again on our soil
0: well it's interesting because um the nrl uh nra over in the u.s they're obviously try, trying their best to um you know help lobby the uh, our politicians and um People like, and this isn't an incredible thing, you know. I'm not a big Judith Collins fan, but she certainly is trying to, um, you know. She she's telling them to to get stuffed, you know, to to get out of here and let us control our own laws. This isn't the United States after all, so you know. It seems, at least to me, a Reno. You know, it seems, at least to me, concerning the gun um, gun gun laws, both sides of the um, uh, of Parliament are pretty much in agreement with these changes, eh?
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing to see. It's not often you see uh, politics go on in agreement on such a thing, obviously uh, escalating from last Friday. Uh, and also in America, you've got the uh, US Democratic uh, Bernie Sanders who applauds New Zealand with its approach on banning these uh, semi-automatic guns. But, you know, it just shows that what one guy done, it's affected a uh, majority of people. Owners of the guns, uh, people who uh, love hunting, the gamers, all that type of stuff, and uh, that's what happens. I'm guessing uh, from the government point of view as well. Uh, she Jacinda doing our prime minister doesn't want to see our police officers eventually being armed with a mm. gun, which mm. will uh, only escalate it into something more. And uh, you know we'll fall into the same boat. I would guess as um, America, because uh, if you start arming police, uh, what's the next thing people going to get under the black market? when it comes to firearms as such, you know. So, yeah, it is a, it is a big one. I don't think it's going to end uh, any time soon. So, great to see they've made the move on that, And I suppose JT could relate more because I know the police over there have um, uh, holsters, I understand. So, yeah, I know they've got the guns over there, the police. Say, I think we just stick with our little teasers for now. Yeah, well, which was what I was going to ask you about
0: there, uh... JT, what 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 are you reckoning about the whole thing? Yeah,
1: it was actually quite confronting the very first time I went to Australia. As a yeah. young nineteen year old, however old I was at the yeah. time, and to seeing the, the coppers there with with the guns on their hips, and it's just uh, you know something like the snakes and the spiders you get used to, and you know the, some of the security guards that you know the, the armour guard guys carry guns and airport security. They all, some of them are even armed, and you travel the world, mate, and other places like we went to Mexico one time and. There's cops walking around the streets with semi-automatic uh, you know, rifles and stuff like that. So it's just, unfortunately, the way the world is, I'm not, you know, I shouldn't compare Mexico with their situation to what happens here. But I think, sadly, I, I don't, don't agree with it, but I think, sadly, New Zealand will head that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the Americans with their, their Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, I think that's, you know, that was back in the day when they had to stuff the rifle with powder and then yes. ram it and all that other stuff compared to what, you know, what guns have become today. So that that, that amendment needs to be amended or... Or punted. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a gun fan, but I understand the right of people to have them, and you know, for hunting purposes, all that sort of stuff. But you know, it just makes a a bit of a mockery of it when you get guys lunatics like that idiot last week running around and doing what he did. So I think uh, definitely Crusher Collins and whoever else is against uh, loosening, or sorry, yeah, against loosening gun laws needs to, you know, get a grip.
0: Mm. What did they do last week? Oh, right. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, I thought you, you were talking about something else. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is interesting, you know. And, and um, the, uh, the, the uh, I don't know what what America has got with guns, eh? I mean, there's just something about America and their blimmin' guns, eh, JT? Not
1: only in America, that's the saying, mate, you know. They're the ones that brought us wrestling and uh, Jerry Springer and, you know, <laughs> rubbish like that. And the Kardashians, so, uh, you know, say no more. What is it with their guns there, um, rah? Can you enlighten
2: us some, maybe? Well, they have a different mindset uh, altogether, Kathy. I mean, you know, in, in, in their eyes, and their mindset, it's just like it's the right to carry firearms over here. It's more privileged. Um, yes. uh, you know, and, and it, 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 it goes way back, you know, to historical, you know. Um, some places like Australia, so, you know, you've got the wildlife and the, the wild natives, and, you know, they, they started, uh, you know, sort of, relying on weapons to protect themselves over here. Um, not so much. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a mindset thing, Keithy. in And Americans, as we know, and, you know, J C sort of main winter, um, they can be sort of, uh, you know, quite out there. Um, but, yeah, here in New Zealand, yeah, we've got too small a place for everybody
0: to be taken, uh, you know, medic around the place. So, I'm um, just yeah well, it's interesting though it is at least it's interesting to me how uh the United States is in their attitude towards guns because um to me Ra, it seems that um the Americans mm. only allow a certain um color of people to to uh, to have guns if you're of a different color, then for some reason they don't seem to want you to have have guns. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me, man. Well, yeah, sadly, uh, there's, there's
2: a bit of truth in there, Keithy. Um, not just in the States, but in, in a lot of places. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, what's that old saying? You know, guns don't kill people, people could kill people, sadly. Um, but guns do have a have a, a, have a part in that, like we saw uh, last week, which was, uh, yeah, um, it's not the one, and you don't want that in, in, in any... Many community, so no, as I say, I keep referring. You know, the laws are, are, are going to change, so um, and then they've been well patronised. A lot of a lot of owners are kind of following suit and um, you know making mention that they do own, own firearms. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still a long road to, to go, and um, I think the greater good is, uh, is that we never um, you know sort of repeat uh, the,
0: what happened uh, last week. Just real quick, JT, what do you reckon? You know, I mean, obviously the laws in Aussie um, are, are very different. Well, at least they're a little bit more uh, different And um, over there. Um, do you think we should adopt um, things like that here in New Zealand? Um, how, how they've um, secured their gun control?
1: Well, unfortunately, their gun laws came into, in, into vogue with the massacre at Port Arthur mm. back in 1996, I think, when... Um, I think 30-odd people were killed back then, and there is a couple of theories going around that it was a big setup by the government. I mean, a week before it happened, sorry, a month before it happened, the Tasmanian state government purchased a 17-bed mobile ambulance. Now, Tasmania is the least populated state in Australia, and no other state in Australia had one of these things, so it's like they knew what was going to happen. Right. And um, that's what, so the, the, Australia had a big gun amnesty, and people could bring in their firearms without, you know, question of where they got them from or how they got them, so... Mate, like I said before, I think it's just a matter of time before New Zealand needs to um, arm their police. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sad reality. I think that's the way the world's going, and it sucks, but, uh, you know, um, had they... I don't know how they... Do they even carry firearms in a glove box in a car? Do they have to sign paperwork that's to get wrong, them out, yeah. or do they, do they have to get the armed offender squad involved, and hence the bit of a delay, perhaps, potentially? Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, mate. Um, but like I said, with Australia, you get used to it, like the snakes in the spot. Yeah. You, know, you get used to seeing guns everywhere with um, law enforcement, so almost become sick second nature you don't think anything of it anymore. True.
0: Reno, would you know, do they carry guns in their glove boxes or uh, do you know anything along those lines there, yeah. Reno? Yeah,
3: yeah. I think um, you, you, I think they've got a firearm as such in their boots. Right. In the boot of their car. I'm pretty sure that's all the arms someone do. I don't know a fully 100% though, but uh, yeah, there is parts where you got to do the form, get the gun out, and the armed defenders are always right. there and everything like that. But uh, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before we arm our police. JT's no. right. Mm. It's only time. Look, we wouldn't have thought this event would have happened in our country in a long time. It has happened. And that's the fact it is. There is going to be another one. That's the reality of life. Uh, there's so many weird people out in these worlds these days. You're going to get another idiot who wants to be another copycat. So it is going to happen. Uh, I think we've just got to smell the roses and realize this isn't the first and it won't be the last. It will happen, and it's only a matter of time before we start arming our place. We are going to follow down the same line as most of the other countries in the world. And while I, for one, would personally not like to see that happen, obviously, like many would, but uh, it's just a matter of time. Indeed. And on that note,
0: we're just going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Iwakim Karad, who brings us our music intro, check him out on IwakimKarad.com, he's also on YouTube, Twitter, Soundcloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro, check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to The Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out The Polish Ambassador on YouTube, Soundcloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter and on his website, thepolishambassador.com
4: You're listening to a podcast produced by FM. Number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turanga FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turanga FM media page. Just click the main Turanga FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also, check out the full time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser, and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fulls on full time.
0: Come along to our second session here on full time. I want to send a shout out to, of course, our sponsors, Race Greg Modes. They are down there on Grace Street. Also, want to send a birthday shout out to Marka Henry. He's my um, son's uh, best mate, so he's uh, celebrating his. I think he's 23 uh, years old today. So big happy birthday to um to Marka Henry, who's celebrating his birthday today, and no doubt we out on the town so good on you uh mate anyway um let's turn our attentions i suppose uh on to sports now of course we had our um we had your highlanders uh last night uh playing against the blues there uh rah um i'm i'm sure i told you with the news before um at the break uh so what do you reckon bro what do you reckon how's your team going yeah, well, um, oh, I think
2: uh, you see they, they they got beaten by the Blues, and uh, you know that in itself is uh, is a bit of a is a bit of a surprise. But uh, if you're a Blues fan, not so. Um, you know they're on their winning ways, maybe. What's the second round? So um, I don't know. The Blues maybe uh, maybe finding their their feel, something and doing it
0: without Sunny Bill Williams. Yeah, maybe that could be the the, the case. Say, eh? um, mm. so you would have watched that game there last night, Arena. Eh,
3: yeah, yeah, caught the, uh, most of the second half when I got home from the Marae and uh, to see the game going for the majority, what, 23-all until the last 10 minutes and uh, the Blues getting with a try for uh, Tui Polotu uh, right on the line there and uh, the Blues come home with the win, held out the uh, Highlanders who are try, trying their hardest in the last eight minutes. Obviously, uh, Waisaki Naholo got centre for a yellow card with that dangerous tackle, but the other All-Black Rico got the better of them uh, when they went up against each other Rico's just a, uh, he's a Uh, star, man. uh, That guy's got speed to burn and just some of the skills he showed last night. Uh, Yeah, he's the uh, best number 11 going around in the country at this stage. Uh, A good win for the Blues. Uh, Leon McDonald, very, very happy. Why wouldn't you be happy when your team wins? Because, you know, they've been close or thereabouts for most of their games. They haven't been thrashed as much. And to get their win over the Highlanders, when you talk about history, 2016, was the last time that the uh, Blues had a win over another New Zealand franchise. Yeah. So it's been 20 games. Uh, it's been a long time. They've shaken the monkey off the back. And the team they beat 20 games ago was the Highlanders. So a bit of history last night for them. Good for the loyal fans at Eden Park and a great win for the uh, Blues. Um, well, you know, let's hope they can uh, spring another one next weekend. Well, it's only one game, though.
0: I mean, uh, one well, game... Well, that's it, yeah. You know, and and so it's 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 nothing to really um get all hoo hard about I I suppose. I mean it's just their second game in, in the um of the season that they've actually won. So uh, you know, um at the moment, at least to me, it just seems like another hoo hum blues um uh blues season. But uh yeah, I, I suppose they've broken the hoodoo. I mean, well that's one thing, eh? I, I suppose A eh, Reno.
3: Yeah, it is it is, you know, they struggled, like I say, against any New Zealand franchise and the one that's not going that great this year below them now uh, the Chiefs mm. uh, who are sitting there, you know, and it doesn't get any easier for them uh, this weekend as well. So yeah, yeah, what goes around comes around and I suppose blues fans will be, you know, happy the team had a win and I won't move on to next week. Eh? Like you say, uh, a lot of players throughout this super rugby season being rested you got your Canes um, coming up as well. Big game for them. I know uh, Jordy Barrett's playing at number 12. A few of the All Blacks have been rested there as well. And and it just shows, you know, with with the uh, Blues, what they did last time. it brought the All Black players on in the last, what, 20 or so minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then they dominated the opposition, uh, especially up front and the forwards. And that's just how the game goes, especially this year in into World Cup.
0: Yeah, of course, the Crusaders, they are, they're playing away to the uh, Waratahs over there in... Um... And Sydney, I dare say, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Waratahs handle the Crusaders, eh?
3: Yeah, it is going to be, yeah, especially with the emotions of uh, what's happened, and they mm. didn't play last week as well, so um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game to watch tonight, actually. Um, I don't know, it might be the time yeah, yeah. if the Waratahs win it, uh, it'll be over, it'll be, yeah, just be over uh, the emotions, I would guess, the uh, current situation with the Crusaders, the name change, the possibility of that, and just where their mindset is. I'm guessing uh, Razor Robinson will have them focus at the, on the job, though, and see what happens tonight.
0: Yeah, and also, well, an interesting development, I suppose, is also the Sunwolves. They're going to be dropped for, uh, is it next season or 2021?
3: Uh, at the end of the season, yet yeah, they're gone. Right. It's officially confirmed as of yesterday, uh, no longer after 2019, uh, which is a bit of a shock, but no surprise. They've done it with other teams in the years gone by, yeah.
0: Well, they have, they have indeed, but uh, it just goes to show, I mean, uh, 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 what, what's sad is that, um, you
3: know, they're starting to have a good season, the Sunwolves. I, uh... Yeah, you played 40-odd games, mate, but only won seven, so, yeah, unfortunately, well, it's against them, yeah, it's unfortunate, very especially unfortunate. in the year, you think their country's hosting the World Cup.
0: Yep,
1: yep, I mean, we talked about this, didn't we, yeah? Uh, jt yeah it just goes to show no matter how much the yen is worth if you're only winning seven games out of 40 that's yeah in anyone's uh language that's that's not good enough no obviously and so well we're getting rid of that team
0: and possibly some other teams down the road because it's just not working is it reno
3: no it's not but uh you know it opens it up maybe uh who knows uh Who knows knows what the game's going to expand? I know the game in Super Rugby is expanding because there is life after Super Rugby Mm. in another tier division uh, for the Sunwolves. So it's not the end of the Sunwolves franchise as such. Uh, There is going to be another division underneath Super Rugby. So it creates a lot more rugby um, in other teams. You take a look at some of these South African teams that are folded by the side. Uh, even the Western Force is an example in Australia they've been spoken with so it's all about developing another tier of Super Rugby uh, where these teams can uh, play and it looks like that's where the Sun was going to happen so you know then you've got the other picture of this whole uh, Global League thing they're talking about as well mm. so uh, I, I guess uh, you know it's just watch the space on where the future of rugby is heading to in this professional era. Well it just seems to me and you know,
0: I'm, I'm sure you well I don't know if you'll agree with me or not but um, you know, uh, adding in the um, the Hagawares and um, the the Sunwolves, you know, uh, was just a, a big extension of just trying to generate more money, and, and which obviously didn't work for and Super Rugby. Did it? Well, it seems to not have been able to work because we're getting rid of the Sunwolves for one.
2: What do you reckon? Well, it's it's, it's a chance they took. Um, I'm all for that spreading the game globally. globally. Um, you know, because after a while, after some years, again, you, you can get a, get a bit mundane and boring if it's the same old countries. You know, um, so yeah, in terms of, of the greater good for the game, they they have to still be looking at expansion, and if it means sort of uh, the formation of a, of a lower level below the main super super uh, super rugby one, um, I think they do that over uh, in the northern hemisphere they have a the different uh, cup. I think the Heineken one and they have another mm. one. Yeah, um, with like player relegation and. Uh, that may that may be the way to go. Otherwise, um, you know, if they're not very careful, then you know the league might steal the op- opportunity to move into these markets. Um, you know, we've it's all about the money at the end of the day. And spread of your code or your game, so you know they still need to be thinking big and looking looking big like that. Um, but they just have to plan it plan it a lot better because you know rugby. Are, uh, I'm sure they want to include a couple of American teams in some sort of um, other competition as well. Um, a Canadian team or two maybe, and there may even be room for you know some of the pick clubs but um it's all sort of uh either here or there at the moment, but no doubt um you know there will be plans afoot
0: given the changes that are coming up well you, you well there obviously are changes coming up um and in particular to the format hey eh, reno the, the format's yeah. getting thrown out for one.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a rubbish format, especially in Super Rugby. The last few years, you don't know who the hell you're going to play in the final. And all of a sudden, this team comes from out of the blue that no one really realises. And they're in the final. So that's been that's been rubbish for a few years, Keith. Yeah, We've talked about this a lot. We don't know how it goes and how the points work. But uh, also on the other flip side, too, uh, it's no surprise where the Northern Hemisphere jumped in on the boat. Because mm. you take a look at the world rankings. Obviously, the New Zealand team's number one. Then you've got Wales, Ireland, England right behind uh, 3, 4, uh, 2, 3, and 4, and they're all Northern Hemisphere teams, so you can yeah. see why they want to expand. You know, what I want to say is, um, this global whole thing they want to talk about, they need to take a leaflet out of uh, NRL and Super League. Back in its day, they tried to combine a big thing and make a big mess, a yeah. rugby league thing, and uh, that didn't work at all. disbanded pretty well fast, uh, so they're trying to show the same thing. I just tend to think, you know, uh, maybe that rugby board, the IRB, and whoever's making these decisions, sit down and talk with some of the leaguers because they are all been through this highs and lows of it. For me, I would personally like to see, this is my personal opinion, a women's super rugby competition start. Mm. The dominance up in the Northern Hemisphere, we see they're getting broadcasted. Uh, we know where our girls are at currently here in Aotearoa. Look, they're winning uh, all these different awards. We've got the security of the uh, World Seventh now. That's expanded. It's going to be in Hamilton. Maybe not look at expanding or... Uh, playing around with the men's game, develop the women's game, grab another market. Mm. There's, uh, there's obviously money that's going to be involved here as well. And it just excites and grows game in the female structure as it has since the Commonwealth Games. I'd rather focus on that and uh, look at a women's uh, competition mm. because they've got a good competition up there for the women in the Northern Hemisphere. I suppose it'll take rugby 10 years down here in our country before we realise that. I think
0: it's never going to happen, Reno. I mean, uh, AJT, then... The you NIRB know, aren't going to go and ask leaguers how they should uh, improve their game, are they?
1: No, not at all. That's like Donald Trump going to ask the Democrats how to run the country. So, look, never going to happen. There. Um, and that's, you know, I don't want to go too much into history here, but that's how Rugby League broke away. They were sick of the aristocracy... Uh, in places like London with their silver spoon stuck fairly up their clacker. <laughs> Trying to tell them how to run their lives by not paying them to play. So, yeah, mate, never happened. No.
0: But I love your idea about the women. I mean, because uh, obviously, you know, brand new market there. You know, untapped, really? Untapped market. And Maybe you could go and tap them, Keith. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't mind doing so myself, but, uh, I think that's a great idea. They're a, um... poor, bro. <laughs> I think that's a great idea there. Um, uh, Reno. Now, um, also, uh, your ball, uh, your chiefs there, um, uh, Ra, uh they get ready to get, get smashed by the balls. eh? Oh yeah. I'll tell you, um, chiefs and the
2: land is not, uh, but uh, they're not having a good start to the season, but thank goodness it was still early days. And, uh, you know, the writing's not quite on the on the wall yet. But, uh, look, I'll tell you, they, they have to find form soon. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs and the Bulls, um, that Bulls team, um, can be beaten, but...
0: Uh, not by the Chiefs, mate, mate. Not, not, not by the current, Chiefs.
2: Uh, yeah, not on their current form. Um, they're probably going to have to pull it out of the hat. But uh, we'll just sort of watch, watch
0: to see what happens. And hopefully they can get back on some sort of... Uh, uh, a winning form. What's going on with them, man? They haven't even won a, s- a single game so far. I mean, sure, we're into what oh, game you, seven, you six. You get heads and flows. it's like any 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 team. Uh, well, with the, with the
2: Crusaders, I suppose they're like uh, a juggernaut. Uh, you know, sort of winning machine. Um, you, you get ebbs and flows. I don't know. I just think um, they're just still trying to sort of uh, find that form that they know they can produce, and and you know that's that's the sad thing about it. They know they can cut the mustard, and, and do the deed. Use a couple of puns, but uh, so far, nothing. So, you know, a lot of fans out there will be eagerly awaiting uh, that their team does find a bit of uh, a bit of form and can you back into their winning ways. But the um, good thing about Super Rugby, that's why we always watch it year in, year out. Um, you know, some, some teams win, some teams lose. And uh, if your team's on the losing end for more than a few games, well, then you start to be a bit concerned
0: and, and you start to worry. I suppose so. Right, let's go to the NRL. Of course, the uh, Dragons-Rabbits. Did you catch that game, JD?
1: No, mate. We were in the air when that one was being played. But uh, yeah, look what the, the judging from what I've heard and the scoreline, the Dragons uh, they're in all sorts of problems already this year. None from two, and the Rabbits continue on their winning way. A couple of big scalps there. Uh, they beat the Roosters obviously in round one, and now St George. So no, didn't see that one, mate. But uh, yeah, I don't think the Dragons are going to trouble the Engravers this year. Right, and of course, uh, you would have
0: certainly caught the next game then, eh?
1: Yes, I, I got in and uh, I commandeered the TV. That my cousin's that where I'm staying, they're big rugby <laughs> union fans, but we're not having any of that rubbish tonight, folks. I'm, <laughs> I'm in the house watching the rugby league, the Storm, and they're just too good, mate. I think the Raiders uh, got a bit ahead of themselves last week when they beat the Titans. Um, the Titans won't won't go too far, I don't think, this year, but uh, certainly the boys played well last night. They, a bit of a, a deja vu from last week when they... Got off to a good start against the Broncos and then sort of went off the ball a bit and let the Raiders back in. But, uh, yeah, very happy with Suliasi Vunavalu. Uh, I think he's from Tolaga Bay, mm-hmm. right? You might be a fenonga of yours. <laughs> he, 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 he grabbed a hat-trick. And, uh, big Jesse Bromwich up front again, went strong. Uh, Nelson Nassau for Solomon. Jerome Hughes had another good game. And the Raiders, I think they're going to struggle this year, Reno. You might agree. They've only got uh, Josh Papali, Dynamis Louis. Yeah. And Sia Soliola, former centre, back row, and now that's their front row rotation. So if those are your three front rowers, you're going to struggle against uh, good sides. Mm. True, eh, Reno?
3: Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the Raiders will struggle this year. You can see it, uh, the back line, too, with the Storm. I was watching that last night. That's the dominance over that Raider team. And, you know, they're in their face, eh? And already uh, that's knocked them back a bit. So, yeah, you're right. The Raiders will struggle. Uh, that game of two halves, too. The Dragons are leading at half-time. And big old Sam Boo just got a couple of tries. I don't think you'll ever see Sammy of uh, chip a ball again. He's hopeless that it kind of went backwards. So, um, everyone laughed at him. But, no, nah, nah, it was a couple of good games. And the other game last night was uh, the up, up in the um, Queensland area, obviously, was the old Cowboys travelled down to Suncorp and uh, took on the Broncos. The Broncos are just too good.
1: Way too good at seemed. same day, uh, AJT. Yeah, all the pre-match talk was about Jason Taimalolo from last week running 300 metres. And he right. certainly got shut down last. So I think he got took a bit of a hit to one of his knees, and his fellow Tongan Tavita Pangai Jr. just aimed up last night and he led their Ford pack well, and not a happy return to Suncorp for Joshie Maguire and Jordan Kahu, former Broncos, but uh, yeah, just too good last night. The Cowboy, uh, the Broncos, I thought the Cowboys would have put a, a better effort forward than that, but um, Michael Morgan was all at sea last night, it wasn't uh, his normal composed uh, competitive self, but I guess that's an indication of the Ford battle being won by the Broncos, which was very, very surprising. Mm,
0: mm. Well, well. Uh, of
1: course, the uh, game on today, Sharks and the Titans? Yeah, Sharks too good in that one, I think, especially at Quinella. They're hard to beat down there, very passionate, and, and I don't know if you've been to Shark Park, but it's very uh, intimate, I guess is the word. You're right okay. there on top of the action. You can certainly give encouragement to the players while they're out there now, no doubt hear you. Right. So, uh, think the Sharks or discouragement. Do, yeah, or, yeah probably, especially for the opposition team. Yeah. Sharks too good there, mate, I think. Uh, the Titan, uh, the Knights, sorry, I think, will beat the Panthers. The Panthers were bumbling last week, and the Knights will continue to build on the momentum they built last week. The Roosters will roll manly. You can put your house on that. And tomorrow, I think the Eels will beat the Bulldogs. And, uh, and the other one, um, Tigers at home against the Warriors. I think with the Warriors, in my opinion, with their history, when they have a good win like they did last week, they get a bit complacent, mm. and they read mm. how good they were in the paper and social media, and they'll turn up, and I think the Tigers might ambush them. Yeah. I, I, I'm in agreement
0: with you, you know, because after all, the Warriors can't win every single game this season as much as we'd like, but, uh, you know, I think you're bang on. I think, um, you know, they they seem to, you know, after a big win, they get big-headed and uh, they get brought back to earth uh, the next week uh, in a big way. Well, that's what I reckon. Anyway, what do you reckon, um, Reno?
3: Yeah, it's a big call. Cool. Uh, I reckon you're mostly right, but, um, they're going to go for six wins in a row this year start the season off. <laughs> they beat their five last week. I remember no, I was talking cool. about it uh, this time last week and we said exactly the same thing. They'll get two hitter and they'll topple over. Then, hello, they win. We said the same thing again the following week. Hello, they won. So, um, yeah. No, mate, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Warriors. Fair Don't enough, bloody, bro. No Benji Marshall. He's ruled out. Okay. Of the game. Yeah, so one of their mainstream players. At this stage, 50-50 uh, at the moment. I know he's on the team list, but 50-50, uh, they 50, 50, they'll make the announcement tomorrow morning. Uh, but then again, it takes a team. And, but he's a brilliant player. Um, yeah, you, you know the Warriors. Warriors at Campbelltown, eh?
1: Yeah, hard to beat there. That's another ground similar to Leichhardt where they're very, very strong. And I think the Benji Marshall situation might be just a bit of a cover-up. They're going to play Joshie Reynolds yeah. instead of the Grub, and he'll get in the faces of the yeah. Warriors and unsettle them. And you know he's, he's quite quick on the lip and all that sort of carry-on. So I don't. Th- yeah, Benji will be a loss if he doesn't play, but I don't think uh, Joshie Reynolds will let them down at all.
3: Mm. No, no. I think they have played six head to head at the uh, Campbelltown as well. Uh, Warriors are one four. Those are uh, six, and the Tigers two. And a bit of history there, but I uh, will see what happens. Is like you said, their team turns up like they did at Mount Smart last Saturday. Uh, it'll be an interesting game. But yeah, Tigers are always good at home, mate. on the foot.
1: It'll be. Uh, I think Stephen Kearney, if he's and he has got half an idea, I think he's a pretty good coach. If he gets in their heads this week and you know keeps them on a down low and yeah, keeps them focused on what they've got to do tomorrow, then they could very well turn up and win, but history suggests that after a big win, they get a bit, you know, yes, should um, be right sorely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you reckon,
2: Ra? Yeah, well, the boys, uh, you a little faith. Uh, while we <laughs> games with Ren on this one, I mean, I don't start to. Oh, be lost From <laughs> 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 On the table, I start to rubbish them. So, oh, you know, I will wait for these uh, these 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 ugly games to see how they how they do, but. Uh, you know, there's a 90% chance that the boys are right, and they usually do speak the gospel in terms of uh, the, the Warriors. But uh, but I, I've been sort of um, liking the, the sort of talk that's been coming out. You know, we talked about the, the demise of the Sun and Super Rugby, about uh, expansion again in the NRL, maybe another Perth team. And it um, was that other place they were talking about, oh, here in New Zealand, maybe another. Uh, league, league franchise out of New Zealand mm. so, um, you know, that, that'll be good to see, it's always, it's always good for the, the game and in Perth they got that, that big brand new stadium so um, you know, to watch the space I suppose
0: I remember when um, they did try to get that you know, when the Warriors got up and running they were trying, Wellington, down there in Wellington, they were trying to get a, um, a team together, I think they were calling themselves the Orcas yeah. the Orcas, yeah. that's right, because uh, yeah. I I was working down there in Lower Hutt at the time at uh, Ate FM. Um, that's when Kara Pukitabu was, you know, trying to get uh, that up and, up and running. Do you remember much of that there, JT?
1: Yeah, totally. There's, I think there is sort of like a sub-organisation sort of beneath the, the, the limelight, I suppose is the wording. Mm. And they're still confident of getting a side either in there. And there was also talk of putting a team in the English Super League. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I think that there was a bit, bit uh, yeah. head in the cloud sort of stuff. But, yeah, I think the Orcas, by I probably prefer prefer, suggest rather to go to start in Canterbury. Canterbury's got a very good, strong rugby league competition down there. Yeah. And that'll, you know, produce another sort of rivalry between North and South Island. Right. Even in, in saying that, I think Perth is definitely a, a, a go, uh, one yeah. of the ones they've got to go, perhaps another Queensland team, maybe at Rockhampton or somewhere in central Queensland. I think one of the Sydney teams has to go. There's just, it's just a, a crowded market down there. Mm. So perhaps the Sharks to relocate. And uh, there is talk of a two a two-team conference, so team teams in each conference, and then they have a playoff system at the end of the right. year. So, mate, it's it's all up in the air. I, I just think um, they need to come to a decision sooner rather than later and then get on with it and, you know, stick with it. Well,
0: because I can also remember um, when the when, when they broke up, eh? I think they were called the... Was it the Australian Rugby League or something like that back in the day? That's when Super League in that turn uh, took over mm-hmm. and... Um, what, what, can you remember what ARL,
1: happened? ARL. Yes, ARL. Yeah. So ARL was was the teams that were loyal to the, the current competition, or the, the yeah. competition of the day, yeah. which was the the Winfield Cup, basically. Yes. And Rupert Murdoch came in and touted about, you know, threw a lot of money at different clubs, so the likes of Cronulla, Brisbane, uh, the Cowboys, um, the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs, a lot of teams signed and went across the Super League, and hence we had the split in 1997, I think was the split competition. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the teams stayed loyal to the ARL, like Norths, Easts, yeah. Wests. And yeah. there was a story about going about that. Newcastle was the team which um, they hadn't decided. So Gus Gould, who worked on behalf of the ARL, went and talked to Paul Harrigan
0: right.
1: and laid out the history of the you know, of Rugby League. And here's these guys throwing about money, it won't happen. So I think based on Paul Harrigan's decision to make Newcastle stay loyal to the ARL, that um, was basically the death knell, I think, for Super League. Yes. So they had their one-year competition and they... Came back, shook hands, and now we have the NRL. Yeah, and that kind of messed up rugby <coughs> league as a whole uh, back then for for a number of years, didn't it? it? Absolutely it did, and those wounds are still uh, deep in some places, like Newcastle, so they split Newcastle down the middle there, the Knights, and another side called the Hunter Mariners, and they, yep. they fell by the mm. wayside too. So, yeah, it did a lot of damage, and uh, I still haven't really forgiven Rupert Murdoch for that, but, yep. you
0: know, eventually. Yeah, I suppose so. But it just uh, it reiterates just how important, <coughs> I suppose, they... Uh, you, you've got to make these suspensions, um, uh, you know, work uh, properly, I suppose, uh, don't you, JT?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Rupert Murdoch just came in there like a bulldozer. He had, you know, x amount of dollars to throw at it. He didn't care about the ramifications or the damage yeah. it did to the game. And you know, rugby league is the people's game. Everyone knows that. And he just came in and thought, no, I can, I can buy these people with money. And <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't work, mate. Rugby no, league, obviously, you know, it's 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 fighting its way through. Obviously, he has a few scandals along the way, but yep. wouldn't be rugby league without a scandal.
0: And see, I think this is what's kind of happening in rugby too, eh, um, uh, uh, Reno? Uh, especially with this World League thing that they're trying to implement. I, I, I mean, I don't even know where the money's coming from, but I think that that might be something that, what they're, they're trying to implement. Uh, what do you reckon, Reno? Yeah,
3: totally yeah, totally agree. It's just like resurrecting what happened 20-odd years ago in the NRL, and it's no difference. Um I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. I reckon it's a dumb idea. Mm. But hey, at least they've uh, parted ways and given the Polynesians a yeah, bit of a look. In this, well, now, you know, I remember about two, three weeks they were talking about there was no no, no Polynesian teams to be part of this. And now I see they've uh, opened up the doors to them. So I don't know, mate. It's just the way the games are travelling and moving around. And yeah, I remember those days of 97 and their Super League thing. You know, Matthew Ridge playing for the Warriors and putting yes. the ball on the tee to kick it out over the goal line. Watching it early in the mornings and yeah, some of those old teams, what Western Reds, uh, South Queensland Crushers. You see the mm. Hunter Mariners, who else, else was there, JT? Uh, Adelaide Rams. Adelaide true. Rams, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the old Kieran Walters and the boys. So, yep, yeah, good sure. memories, you know. i still got uh, the wife, still got a Super League Warriors jersey. And, yeah, well, anyway, that's history. Uh, move forward and we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm excited about the season ahead, NRL. And especially when the uh, wahine get underway later in the season mm. and state of origin, when you think that's only a couple of months away.
0: So, uh, very quickly, what else is happening sporting-wise around uh, the around the traps there, um, Rena?
3: Yeah, I suppose from the NRO, just quickly on the Sharkies, they'll play out of their skin. Paul Gallon announcing that uh, he is officially retiring at the end of 2019. Uh, also, uh, Casey Kopua, uh, the big announcer, she's retiring from netball as well. Uh, staying with netball, only Taurua has her silver ferns playing up against the men's team as well. Uh, so there's something different and applauded by the likes of Irene Van Dyke. So a lot of netball news going on there. Uh, it will be emotional again, I guess, for the tactics this coming weekend and then netball, basketball, basketball. Um, I think Steve Adams is uh, quite emotional after what happened in Christchurch and done this little uh-huh. bit, but I think the biggest talking point in the NBA basketball is uh, Egg Boy. He's made himself <laughs> a name uh, over the last few days after what he'd done to the Queensland Senator, where some of the uh, Aussie NBA stars and others have written on the uh, basketball boots, uh, Egg Boy, uh, in support of him, so uh, he's a bit of a uh, craze at the moment. Um, motorsport, V8 Supercars have a break this weekend. I see uh, the old Giz is back here in Aotearoa ripping up on the motorbikes. Um, that's about it. I can recall now, mate.
0: True that. Now, um, just before we do kick into our next, the, my favourite part of the section, um, we, we did talk about it uh, on Wednesday, but I know you, you must have a particular name, you know, with the Crusaders' chain and. Uh, when people looking at maybe changing the name for the Crusaders, have you got a particular name in mind there,
1: JT? Well, I don't want to start a holy war, but I, do, I just think rather than um, go for a name change, just relocate them to the East Coast. <laughs> they can be based at a Park or run meat raffles and sell half a beef and a beast and a mutton and every now and then to keep them funded and they can be called the uh, East Coast Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, what do you reckon of that, Ra? Oh
2: yeah, the
1: Canterbury Cowboys,
2: yeah, you know, <laughs> um, already taken by a lead team though that name, but uh I see a few other names that they've made mention. They were gonna call them the Canterbury McCaws, the Canterbury Mainlanders, isn't that a newpour team? Okay. Um I, I still like the Canterbury Kings, but uh you know, they can still wear their night uniforms if they want to, you know, the King sort of uh means royalty, but uh no it'd be interesting to see what uh the, what they come up with. Um yeah, you're going to get a lot of disgruntled fans. You still like their Crusaders title. But, uh, you know, change is, is always a good thing. So uh, whatever they go with, let's hope it doesn't. Well,
0: no, let's do hope it affects their form. They, they may not win very much if they, do, if they change their name. It'll be a good thing. Oh, maybe. Maybe indeed. What do you reckon there, um, Reno?
3: Here, I'll add on the line, mate, they're not going to change the name. No, I reckon they. easy as it ain't yep. going to change. No,
0: I don't think they will, bro. I don't think they will
1: either. Yeah, and fair enough. I mean, next time a hurricane does devastation across the world, do you change the, the Wellington team? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Chiefs yeah, are see, playing. And, and,
3: that, and that's what I was saying on Wednesday, Exact same thing. Yeah. You know, how many effects uh, before teens will get changed. But no, I don't think it's changed. It's glad that they've engaged with the public and all that. But I think just the powerhouse of the name, the brand, and what it's done in rugby on world domination, uh, it's going to be hard to change. You know, they'll sympathise with the people. There'll be something they'll do. They'll work it out and keep everyone else happy. Make sure they give them free tickets for uh, his game or some bloody thing. But no, they, I, I can't see them changing. that's just, just me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it'll be just too difficult,
3: and you know,
1: uh, and almost unnecessary. Eh? Totally unnecessary. I mean, the Chiefs are playing anything but Chiefs. Do they change them <laughs> to the to the hanky Chiefs or whatever? Why? You know, it's getting silly.
0: They were the hanky Chiefs for very for a very long time, weren't they? uh? Well, they weren't really far to win, so they started winning, Casey. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, what's in the name,
2: that uh, you know, beating the uh, sound win by uh, having to change the name, uh, and like such an iconic name as well, whether you like it or not, um, it is it is Canterbury, I had to say. Um, yeah. Okay, let's go. Well,
3: well, it's like they'll never change the men's uh, badminton team name, will they? So. <laughs>
2: Hey, and, and the All Blacks, you know, back in the Apartheid days, didn't the All Blacks were something, was, you know, they were supposed to had things about changing their name because it was, uh, I
0: don't know, inappropriate, but the All Blacks never changed their name, so, yeah. Oh, I remember they, well, it wasn't really even the All Blacks. When they went over to South Africa, I think it was in 83, was it?
1: Um, was that the Cavaliers.
0: The Cavaliers, that's it.
1: The Cavaliers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. every Cavaliers, there you go. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so, mate. Anyway, let's move on. Time for my favourite part of the show, the part that we tend to call... Put, put the boot, the boot in. In. My put the boot in is going out to those scumbags, those those cretins who went and defaced um, uh, some of the poe that are standing out there at the Catholic Church at Kempion. Um, uh, College. I just think that it's just absolutely despicable that anyone go into face um, property like that, especially uh, writing what they wrote on there. I mean, I think think it was just absolutely disgusting. Now, the reason now, I'm not a religious person at all. I'm not. A, I'm the least religious person you'll probably ever find. Well, you'll find plenty like me, but I'm just not very religious. However, what I can say is that my children. Um, Throughout their childhood, um, right up till around about they were eighteen years old, they've all gone to that church. They they they've all been part of that church community, and um, you know, so it's just I know it's just so hard. And the people that have wrote written some of just scandalous sort of stuff on there. It's just unnecessary, not needed. Not just that, but the head um, priest over there is actually mouldy. Not just that, but at least once a month. They hold mouldy services, um, as part of their um, church going. So to those scumbags, my boot goes into you. Put the boot in. Yeah, my boot's going into that Aussie politician.
2: Thank goodness he's, he's an Australian politician and not a Kiwi one uh, who got uh, who got branded by the by the hero of of the moment, uh, the Egg Boy. Um, you know the world would be a better place without. Uh, people like that, individuals like that, even though, you know, I'm one I'm for freedom of speech. I think that guy belongs to the uh, Donald Trump uh, politician club. Um, so that's why I put the boot
3: in.
0: Put the boot in!
3: Yeah, you might put the burden very, very similar, very close and uh, touching, uh, similar to what Keith talked about as well. what uh, I here in Hauraki, exactly the same thing. Uh, someone saw some people broke into a nui, defaced our Komatua and sprayed everywhere inside the whare nui, which is an ancient whare nui, and then, of course, walked around damaging it as well. So, you know, for those low lowlifes out there who think that's cool and I don't know what the hell they're wrong to do their stupid stuff, uh, defacing of anything of a Māori tanga, uh, I just want to put the boot in to anyone who thinks uh, they think they can go and do that. So, these might put the boot in. Put the
1: boot in! Yeah, might put the in This week goes out to a bloke who. Uh, there's two of them that have that have uh, tried to make a name for themselves over this the despicable act in Christchurch, relatively touched on one of the synods at the over in Queensland. Another one is a um, self-proclaimed apostle, bishop, whatever he's calling himself these days. Now, uh, he strongly denounced the Islamic call to prayer yesterday out of respect to uh, the the Muslim community. And in fact, he said New Zealand became an Islamic nation, which I think is total crap. He finds it highly offensive to all Christians in this nation. And let me suggest to you, Mr Tamaki, that you do not represent all Christians, the Catholics, the Anglicans, the Mormons, and you certainly don't represent the Rastafarians in Ruatoria. Perhaps, boys, we could make some money. There's a lot of it to be made. Four of us, we can... Talk to brown stuff as good as the next person. So we may, maybe we should throw our hat in the ring and start our own church, like Benny Hinn, Joel Osteen, <laughs> or the aptly named Creflo Dollar Jr. So might put the Boo in goes this week to you, Brian Tamaki. You slick back hairstyling car salesman.
0: Put the burden. And the thing is, though, they're just—he's he, not the only one. I think he—he's he, he, come out publicly, I guess, denouncing. And what what was what was done? But um, sadly, he's not the only one in this country that uh, has the same opinions. AJT,
1: yeah, definitely not. I mean, he's, he's got a bit of a following, and obviously, he's and I'll give him that much. He's got the balls to say what he's what he thinks. But uh, for me, man, it's just a publicity stunt for yeah, his I agree. for his following for for his cult, whatever you want to call it. I, I just don't like the guy and what he represents. You know, I'm like you, Keith. I'm probably the second most religious person in this room. There's only two of us here. <laughs> so look, I, I don't uh, particularly. Um, get too concerned about what they do, except for stuff like this. He's trying to, for mine, he's trampling on the dead yeah. to to put his name further in lights, and I just think he can, yeah you know, go and jump.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree.
1: Disgusting what's, what happened in that
0: Murai there, um, Reno. Just absolutely disgusting and, and just saddening. I mean, uh, obviously it's got to be heartbreaking to see something like that uh, uh, happen, eh, hey bro?
3: Oh, yeah, especially when the Marais had a uh, makeover as well, and so much fun's gone back into updating their whareka and everything like this. One of the old Marais here in Hodaki, and to hear this, you know, when we heard about the story unfold, the damaging of the Komato photos and everything inside, and they says, oh, okay, they They, they blame so-and-so, another race, a white race, da-da-da, and then then someone, some old queer says, oh, there was tagging there, boy, oh, those bloody Marys, They did it. (laughs) You know quick we up, so how the hell did you change it from one to another as soon as you mentioned the word are taking' says, whole oh, heck of a-. So, uh that, but anyone into who- <laughs> doing that stuff, it's just horrible, mate And to hear what you were talking about as well um Keith a, eh? yeah, man crazy he's just caught on you bro i
0: I agree, I agree, thank goodness for egg boy the way um. Uh, oh bro, I'll tell you all those, you know, what the boys talked about, the people who who instigated
2: and, and done it, they all deserve an egg on the head, I think. Um, you know, we might have to
1: change uh, put the boot into egg on the head instead, Keezy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there is a school of thought that he's a a a a, um, a love child of Jake Hickey. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> now, I've I, I, I got to say, I really have appreciated what Egg Boy has done. I mean, you know, there are just some Aussie kids, I guess, over there that, um, I don't know, it just is incredible. I mean, because not only did... Uh, people got together a um, GoFundMe um, page uh, for him to raise funds for him, AJT. And, and, and what he's going to do is he's going to do, donate all that money raised um, to uh, the victims of Christchurch, which is just awesome. You know, just unreal to hear a kid like 17 years old not only eking a uh, senator, (laughs) but also being, you know, kind and giving um, that money. It's almost unheard of. I never thought they had kids like that in Aussie. No, he's definitely went out of the box
2: out of court too or
1: something? No, they're probably... But I don't think they're even going to charge him. Yeah, no, he got... Yeah. Uh, oh, the the charges he? got dismissed. So what happened was there was a group of people outside the building where the senator was holding his his, his kaka talk. Yeah. And because uh, they were, you know, mouthing off, as everyone was walking in, they wouldn't let these protesters in. So he snuck around right. and somehow got in there. Right. So he was a member of this group or well, part of that group okay. and uh, he did his deed and... <laughs> yeah, no, big ups to the young fellow, and he donated the money from the GoFundMe page to the victims, so yeah, no, he's uh, worth his weight in gold. And the senator, the story with him is he was part of One Nation, and one of the senators yes. r- r- moved along, so they had to put him the next on line on the list, and which was him. He only got 19 votes, and once he got in the Senate, he, he left One Nation and became an independent. Right. So that's why he's trying to boost his, uh, his profile, right. which, credit to him, he's done, but he's just kind of got it the wrong way. So I don't think... Uh, I don't think it will be in, on the, in the next election. No, right. Excellent. Anyway, anyway, gentlemen, look,
0: I want to thank uh, you guys once again for joining us here on Full Time. Another uh, great weekend indeed. Uh, Ra, I just uh, want to thank you once again for uh, joining us. Look forward to catching up with you on Wednesday. Yeah, Keith, and We uh, us hope that uh, our teams uh, show a bit more fortune in, in the up-and-coming games. So go the Warriors. And uh, Reno, you know, I, I know it's going to be a bit of a hard uh, weekend for you, having to clean up your marae and everything, but uh, uh, just hopefully you'll, you're in for a good weekend yourself, eh?
3: Yeah, busy weekend, mate. Got all the no unveiling on today. Uh, got a MCA Indian celebration tonight, but yeah, big weekend sports tomorrow as well. But always good to be on the show, boys, and I catch up on a Saturday morning. Good to hear JT back in the studio, and hopefully we'll catch up sometime soon jt and uh just another egg cylinder show
0: <laughs> and jt it's been wonderful having you um you know once again uh, coming back into the studio and uh you know having a good good old chin wag with you once again and uh, just hope you enjoy your um quick visit back home and uh just have a good one man
1: yeah absolutely keith i mean we, we spoke off here about it uh, I don't have to go to Wellington now, so I can st- stay here till probably Friday, maybe Saturday at the latest, before heading home back to uh, to Australia. So absolutely beautiful to be here. Love Gisborne, love the East Coast, and uh, yeah, thanks for
0: having
4: me. <laughs>